866-405-8405. We are celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every week. Welcome. If you're brand new, give us a call. Say hello. We have a vet on staff. She's working her way in the studio, Dr. Debbie. She's actually the animal radio vet. Not just one of those call-in vets. She's our vet. We also have Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinny Penn, animal communicator, Joy Turner, Susan Sims with Fido Friendly Travel Talk, and Bobby, you're working on news now. What do you got going on? take a look at what has happened to some of Michael Jackson's exotic pets in the wake of his death. Now, You'd be surprised. Details I, coming up. I, I have a question. Bubbles. Is Bubbles still around? Boy, you're forget. really old, Hal, aren't yeah. you? I actually met Bubbles, but go on. No, no, we didn't. Hal and I met Bubbles' baby. Oh, it was Bubbles' baby. <gasps> Bubbles' baby. I'm yes. sorry. We didn't Who actually meet father? Bubbles. We don't know. We don't We're trying know. to figure it out. Is Bubbles still alive? Do you know where Bubbles is Bubbles right now? Bubbles is alive and well. He's at the Center for Great Apes in Florida, where he has been for years, because as you and I all know, exotic animals don't make good pets. No, they sure don't. Now, the animals that Michael Jackson had, most of them had already been rehomed into different uh, locations. Did he actually have any when he passed? You know, at this point in time, there were no animals at Neverland itself. At least that's the details that came out from various unnamed invisible spokespersons. But mm. back in 2006, the animals, two of his big cats, went to Tippy Hedren's oh, yeah. organization and acted up at Shambhala. Mm-hmm. So they were already being placed then, although without any money to support them. Thanks a lot, Michael. Figure that uh, they, they turned the animals over to Tippy Hedren and gave him a bunch of cash, but actually that's not the situation. She's raising uh-huh. the animals without... Uh, and it also cost go, her money. She had to build special enclosures to house these new tigers. These are two Bengal tigers, people. Mm. It's not like you went down to Petco and picked up a couple of cute little <laughs> kitties to adopt. Yeah, if you want to help like these cats, by the way, you can. At yeah. That's the best way to, to help them out is send them a little donation. A little donation. Keep if, if I think personally, if you really are a fan of Michael Jackson's and you want to honor his memory, he loved animals. So do something to help his animals. There were some uh, other of his animals sent. I see here that uh, near Lake Powell, the Arizona-Utah border, where... Where was That's that? where, are you ready? Yeah. That's where the the flamingo, the giraffes went to the Lake Powell area. The flamingos went to a New Jersey zoo. Okay. Well, and then we know. got two of the big cats up in, in Acton, California at Tippy's Place. And you'll be talking about and that both, a little later on. You'll have all the yeah, details on that. Are you tired of the whole Michael Jackson thing yet? I mean, Honey, I, know I was it. tired of it 10 minutes after he passed away. <laughs> Bless him. And I, my condolences to his family. But seriously, people, there's other things going on in the world. The pulse of the animal world is under Bobby's thumb. We know that. One eight six. That and <laughs> that what else? That is true. <laughs> I was say, and we keep picking up more and more twidiots. Yes, you do. Who you just do. love us? I don't. I'm an idiot, but I don't Twitter all the time. But I actually went on the other day and watched you Twitter. You, you did? Were, yes. She was oh. talking about taking a shower, and then uh, what else were you talking about? You were uh, well. There's all kinds of things that you tell people and find out, and and lately it's with a lot of the followers that have been logging on to follow me after they've heard us on Animal Radio, mm-hmm. like Stephanie, who's from L.A., 
listens to us on Coast FM. Then there's Cindy in Chapel Hill. And they have their little dog pictures for their faces. And they pass along information that they hear on animal radio to the rest of their followers. A lot of it having to do with, you know, the flea and tick remedies for the summer. Wow. So I have to say that we have very responsible followers. And you remember Dusty when we talked to our, our dogged pursuit buddy? Yes. Uh-huh. Dusty's on there, one of our followers. Also, pet sitter cat from San Diego. There's a whole bunch of people at Pets on Lunch. They have heard us online and they have followed us and they've they've also heard us on their radio stations locally and they can follow on Twitter. If you're into that Twitter thing, check it out. Twitter.com slash Bobby Hill. And that's B-O-B-B-I-E. Uh, not the uh, Y spelling. that. Uh, Thank you, Hal. Yeah. And of course, we'll link all of that at AnimalRadio.com. Uh, let's hit the phones to talk to Dr. Debbie or Vlade. 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Animal Radio. one 405 It is Animal Radio. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Lottie, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. We're all here. It's a whole dream team of experts who gather around the microphones every Saturday to uh, yap about pets, yap about animals. And then after the show, we head outside and we play with all of our animals. And a lot of them, I'm really worried about this time of year because you're seeing the mosquitoes. And I worry about Lyme disease. And I know you're talking about that in just a few minutes, Bobby. We are because, you know, ticks are everywhere. I hate to say that. If you're in any part of the country, you can find them when you walk through tall grasslands for us. You don't have to be quite so paranoid and scared about Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. We have the reasons, and it's good news coming up in the news. Rocky Mountain spotted fever, that really exists, huh? You know, I used to just use it as an excuse to get out of gym class, but apparently <laughs> it's a real disease. Which one are we going to? Line four, I believe we have uh, Miriam. Is it Miriam? Yep. Hi, Miriam. How are you doing? How are you doing? Where where do your pets sleep? Do they sleep in bed with you? Um, When they can. My older one sleeps under the bed. The uh-huh. little one sleeps. So, sometimes they sleep in bed. Sometimes they sleep in their private spot. The big one is nine years old, and he's like, eh, I'll go where I damn want to be. <laughs> Did you have a problem with them coming into bed with you? Well, I have asthma. The allergist says I really shouldn't have them at all, uh, but I really don't care. See? Yeah, what see. kind of animal? right up my alley there. Huh? <laughs> what kind of animal? Two cats. Um, I have a boy who's nine. His name is Joe, and Julie is five. Mm, mm. And Julie is what I wanted to ask you about. Um, when I took her to the vet last year, the vet said that she had to eat different food from what he eats. He eats what's mm-hmm. called you, you are diet. And my okay. problem is, is that because I don't see, if I feed them two different foods, no matter what happens, he's going to want to eat what she eats. So oh, I, yeah. Um, and, he, and when she was a little kitten, she had to eat kitten food before she was old enough to eat you are. And he got fat. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Was, oh yeah, and and I I don't know. I mean, to me, she she seems fine. She's you know they both eat. Sometimes he kicks her out of the bowl if he doesn't want her going near it. Mm-hmm. But, so you're having the challenge that one cat is on a prescription diet and then the other one is on just a basic uh, cat well, diet. They want me to put her on. But here's the tough thing: you're blind. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so you can you can tell the difference between the food, but you can't keep them separated. How does what is it? What's going uh, well, on? Well, okay. It's, it's I live in a studio apartment, so it's very very difficult. And by the time they decide, you know, when I put down the bowls and I put food in it, it doesn't matter which one is what. 
If one yeah. of them is, is, you know, he's got, he, he is, he's the boss. He's like, would you get out of here? And, <laughs> but she's like, I want this, I want this. So it's the other way, too. If she eats something different, he's like, I want to taste it, I want to taste it. Oh, yeah. It's like the, the greatest phenomenon is what's in that other bowl is what I want. It's the grass is greener yeah. in the pet world. Yeah, so, yeah. And it is a big challenge is what you have to overcome here for a feeding regimen. And there's definitely some really good benefits to a pet having a prescription diet if they have a medical indication. And it's almost like giving a pill that you don't have to shove down the throat. So if you think of feeding those diets, it's definitely very valuable. And there are ways that we can do this. And you're talking to a former cat owner where I had two kitties on two very different diets. One was on a kidney diet and one was on a weight loss diet. And there are ways you can make this work. But it does require dedication. It requires um, being a very firm mom. And then it also requires sometimes earplugs because you're going to hear about it and you're going to hear complaints from the kitty world. Um, so the big thing is really that we're going to be looking at set mealtime feeding. And for cats, some cats are a little resistant to this, but you can do it. I did it for my cat's whole life, and I can tell you that it does work. And say some of the some of the tricks are that you want to individualize the feeding. So if you have a cat that's a very social eater, you might want to encourage them to eat while you're right by them. A lot of times it will require putting one kitty in a different area, in a bathroom. Um, for my cat, we used to put uh, my one kitty in a laundry room, and we gave him a little extra quiet time. Time so he could eat because he's a slow eater. And you can do that, but you have to be able to make some accommodations to the regimen. And then you can even use things like clicker training where you can train them to come to the food bowl and that's when the food is coming down. And they'll associate the sound of the clicker to when the food is being poured in the bowl. And then they'll associate that that's the time I'm, I need to eat. What they don't eat, you pick up. And then you keep that process going and going until you can kind of keep them on their individual diets. Well, so yeah, you can do it. I'll try. I, I, I have to ask the vet and see what she says, you know, about changing it. But what I do like, though, is they do eat individually. Um, I can feed him for once and she'll go, yeah, I don't know. But then there are times when if I don't feed them, she want to eat my food. She will eat anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> she eat, she's the only cat I ever heard of that eats bananas. Oh, that's different, definitely. She's, um, to Julie's hysterical. Joey's sitting right here. He just came over to say hello to everybody. Say hello, Joey. Joey's wonderful. Well, hey, Joey. And Joey is nine years old. Um, I got him from a shelter. Uh, when I got him, he had missing teeth, missing fur, and I found Julie in the hallway. She was abandoned. Nobody wanted her. Oh. Julie's. Yeah. What a wonderful family you have. So you are very fortunate. Well, thank you so much, Miriam, for your call. I hope I've been of some help in, in giving you encouragement that you can do it and that sometimes for our pets, the their medical needs become a lifestyle change for us. And, uh, you know, we're the toughest ones to change. So you can do it. <laughs> this is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call. We are waiting for you at 1-866-405-8405. Good day, animal lovers. Vinnie Penn, your party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Got an interesting question I'd like to ask you folks out there. And, of course, feel free to hit me up at Vinnie at AnimalRadio.com. And it is Vinnie, I-E, at the end, much as my father hated that. Uh, my question is this. 
Why is it whenever I park my car in a convenience store parking lot and I'm getting out and cutting between two other cars on my way to walk into the store, the rabid, aggressive, hostile beast that someone has left in their vehicle, usually a pickup truck, it is ninja quiet until I'm in between the two cars and then lunges through the halfway rolled down window of the truck just at the time that I'm passing through the cars. Can anyone answer that? It's like these dogs are left in the front seat of the vehicle and, and almost trained to, now you don't make a sound, don't let anybody know you're in there until they're creeping in between our car and the car next to us and then scare the bejesus out of them. Because you know the guys who own these dogs say things like, bejesus. The other day I was on my way into the convenience store, just wanted to grab a soda, which I didn't even wind up doing because the, the Mountain Dew would have finished me off the heart attack I had in the parking lot. It would have been the final blow. I'm walking in between a car and a truck. This German Shepherd Pitbull Rottweiler hybrid, yes, I believe they exist, comes lunging through the halfway rolled down window just at the I mean, not three minutes, three seconds before, not three feet before, just as I'm in between. And there's just enough window down so that when he's barking wildly, his saliva splatters me on the side of my face and I have to scream, which I've been told I scream kind of like a girl in the parking lot of the convenience store. The owner, of course, thinks this is hilarious. But if I was with my five year old, that would have been it. The dogs would have been off limits for the rest of her life. So please, somebody out there, tell me. Are dog owners training their dogs to sit like ninjas on the front seat of their vehicle with the window rolled halfway down, trained to wait just until that person cuts in between their vehicle and the one next to it? Just for laughs. Is it? I got it. It's a hidden camera show. It's when dogs scare the crap out of you in parking lots. And hey, Vinnie Penn's on the debut episode. Vinnie Penn, party animal, animal radio. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about. www.safeguardfordogs.com There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, this is Bill Marr. Every year, millions of animals wander away from home, and tragically, most are never reunited with their family. Now there's a way to help a stray animal find its way home. It's called Pets 911. Simply call 1-888-PETS-911 and do your part to help ensure a better future for our animal friends. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. 
Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. This is Animal Radio. realize you were quite the dancer there, Vladi. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And you know, you got me today a little bit early in the studio. I'm not the early person. I much perform through the night. I'm night person. I night owl. I, night owl. I get yeah. that totally. <laughs> it's the way I look at me. Uh, okay, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, you know, Guido says every once in a while you should say it's animal radio. Just uh, because the listeners like to know what they're listening to. So uh, it's Animal Radio, and what we do is we celebrate our connection with our pets. If you're new, and I hear this every week, somebody calls up and says, this is the first time I've heard you. Yeah, we just found you. Well, we've been around since 2003. I'm glad you found us now. And, of course, you can learn all about the whole dream team of experts at AnimalRadio.com. We're very blessed to have uh, this dream team, including Dr. Debbie, who's our own vet. She's not just a radio vet. She's just the Animal Radio vet. In that, we bring all our animals to her. Yeah, we didn't just find her in the yellow pages. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard we picked from David Letterman. We saw him on David Letterman. <laughs> he, and then we had him take care of some of our problems. And we said, okay, this guy, this guy's got to be on our show. Uh-huh. And he can help you with your most vexing dog problems. Vinny Penn, a very funny guy, animal communicator, Joy Turner, world-renowned. She can talk to the pets. I'm a little skeptical, but she... Oh, uh, you got to believe She's that. good. Susan Sims, of course, the publisher to Fido Friendly Travel Magazine, and she... She talks travel, and she's uh, wrapping up her tour this weekend in Chicago, 12 weeks adopting out animals. Bobby, she's working on news, world-renowned news director, all here at Animal Radio, and a bunch of other people that I failed to mention and I'll hear about after the show. <laughs> uh, let's uh, hit the phones right now. We have Frank. Hi, Frank. How are you doing? Doing fine. You? Good. Where are you? I know, I'm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and it's raining pretty good. Raining in Harrisburg. You know, in Russia, we like to be in charge of in control everything. If we don't like the weather, you know, especially if we have uh, some privileges, we, ch- we can call someone, and someone can shoot something in the air, and we can change the weather. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's really true. You. Yeah, Vladimir Putin does it all the time. Yeah. How can we help like you with your dog? Driver. He sounds like a truck driver. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah. Uh, okay. We have a cocker spaniel, and oh, they are daughter, they are nuts. nuts. Go ahead. Yeah, a lot of them have uh, problems, uh, and uh, but we're gonna listen first. I'll listen. Okay. What's the problem you've got? Okay, we got the, the puppy at eight weeks old. She's uh, two years old now, and she's spoiled rotten. I mean, she's like a baby. While my daughter had a baby, and the dog doesn't want nothing to do with the baby, and if you don't show the dog any Emotion or any, uh, uh, if you don't pay attention to the dog when she wants you to, she and she's house broke, she'll crap wherever she wants, and she, she's peed on the bed, she's crapped on their shoes. But if you pay attention, she's fine, she goes out like she's supposed to, but she wants nothing to do with the baby, and we're afraid we don't know what's going to happen. Okay, okay, uh, could you reiterate your name? I'm so sorry, afraid to mispronounce right. you. What, what? Frank. Frank, like I said, Frank, Frank Footer. I'm yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Frank, listen. Here is what I, here is what, what you just said to me would be a nightmare for every dog trainer behaviorist to hear it. Uh, you have a two nooses. One is not so good. Another one is the good one. Let's start with the good one. The good news is your dog did not snap, did not probably even growl on the child. 
So that's the good news, the really great news. Not so good news is because not just he doesn't have to do anything with the child, and uh, because he's Kakos Peniel who doesn't want to do anything with the child. Now, for everyone who is listening to me, I don't want you send me hate letters and emails and tell how Kakos Peniel is a great pet, and they do. But I have to tell you my personal opinion experience with this breed is, and if you don't believe me, you can check on the Internet, we have... Um, we are overwhelmed with the pet owners who are dealing with the problem, uh, problem Cocker Spaniel, who shows aggression, especially toward the member of the family and for the kids. So I'm glad you called me. And here is nothing to play about, my friend. What I would do first, I would call a really professional in your household to figure out um, if, you, if your dog can be in your home in this environment or needs to be removed from the environment, if anything can be done or to prevent. And here is what it is. Uh, that is having to do with, this is nothing about you, this is probably with the lack of socialization with the kids in the first place, which probably you did not do it right, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not. But uh, uh, he, the, go ahead. The, the, dog, the dog plays well. With my, my she, she, she belongs to my granddaughter, and they live in our house. And the dog has growled a little bit at the baby, and the baby's now eight week or eight months old. But okay. she how plays well with the other kids. The, the baby's okay. eight months. How how old are in nine, eight, nine, ten years old? She plays fine okay. with them. She has okay. no problem, but it's just the baby. Okay, and what about toddlers? Pardon? Toddlers. What about toddlers? She's never been around toddlers. The that's that's what they the say. Okay, Frank. Frank, Frank, listen to me, please. Uh, your situation is not unique. I'm dealing with these things almost every day. And that's a, so common for me, what you're telling me right now. It, it, it is the amount of stress this dog can take. What the, how comfortable your dog of being around little kids who may be, you know, screaming, maybe uh, making some type of the uh, funny noises and everything like that. So the dog feels uncomfortable. We have no idea how the dog is going to behave for the toddler yet. And have my, my, my word on it. Um, don't take a chance on that. So the good news is once you somehow will make it for the few years, and the dog may be at the age of five, six, seven years, he'll be fine with the kids. So just just about how to make it through. So that is why. So let's, let, let me tell you now what needs to be done. Number one, I want you to go to the uh, www.dogprofessional.org. Dogpro.org and call to any dog professional, any dog trainer from that network. This is the great organization which I belong to, Cesar Malan belongs to, where no nonsense type of the trainers come in and evaluate the situation. Do not wait. Do not take a chance. Do not wait. It's a 911 situation, Frank. Number two, remember. If the kids and dog sleeps together, I don't understand it literally. I will translate it. I want your child and your dog sleep together, eat together, play together, live together. Don't understand it literally. How they yeah, can they sleep together? Now. How can they, they sleep do, together? They I want your now. child. I want your child be in the crate. Excuse me. <laughs> your dog be in the crate and your child be in the crib. And they need to be in the same room all well, the time. Are you suggesting putting your child in the crate? 
did you? No, I don't. Okay, no, just, just, I'm a little confused. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting we put the dog in the crate okay. and the child in the crib, and they must crib. be in the same okay, room crib. all the time. Yes, all the time. Number two, I would like to create the perception, so every time when the child is around, fun starts. How? The mommy or daddy can put the child. Uh, how you call it? Uh, hell, uh, this um, device which the lady can attach the child to its own body. Oh, the, like the snuggly or the uh, uh, the little slings. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, w- I would like to to show the dogs that the child's social position is higher by father or mother always carrying the child with mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and while they're carrying the dog or the child with them, they will be trained the dog. Such as simple commands. Let's go, sit, stay, calm down. I want to make sure child always on the couch. The dog is never jumps on the couch. I want to make sure you petting and cuddling and giving a lot of attention to your dog in the presence of the child. I want to make sure when the child is not around, dog is out of the picture. He needs to be locked in the crate. The only fun will be when the child will be around. So your dog will understand, listen, if that child, maybe maybe this child is uh, um, moving funny, so making so funny movements and sounds, but it's a good thing because when I'm around, fun always starts. So this is my first would be suggestions for you to do. Number two, I would uh, go on internet, and I don't think even you go on internet because we will send you one free CD. It is uh, Music My Pet. This is the amazing, amazing CD, amazing music, which calming and relaxing your dog. We will put you on hold. Our producer will pick up your information. We will send you absolutely for free. For the rest of the people, visit www.musicmypet.com. Amazing uh, product will calming your dog. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A man in South Carolina jumped on the back of a ten foot alligator to save his girlfriend's dog as it was being dragged into a lake. Brent Carey was taking a walk with his girlfriend and her dog Chance when an alligator jumped out of the water and started to drag Chance into the lake. Carrie jumped on the back of the alligator and frantically wrestled Chance out of his deadly jaws. Finally, the gator gave up the little dog who ran safely to shore. Jessica Turner, Chance's owner, said she can't close her eyes without seeing little Chance's head in the gator's mouth. The Department of Natural Resources sternly informed Carrie that he or anyone else should never jump on the back of a 10-foot alligator. Uh, just in case you were thinking of doing it. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio. That time again for the 
Animal Radio Summer Giveaway for 2009 this year. Yeah, I know. Time flies. Yes, it does. We've put together a spectacular package, which includes a grand prize and five runner-up prizes. So there's going to be a lot of winners for this this year. Good. I like that. And I want to tell you a little bit about the grand prize package. It includes from our friends at Celestron. And you know these guys. They make high-quality optical products, including telescopes, binoculars, spotting scopes. They have given us the Regal 65 FED Spotting Scope. This is a beautiful scope. You can attach it to your camera. You can use it uh, with or without your camera. Mm-hmm. It's worth about $500. We're going to throw in from Bissell a Liftoff Revolution Pet Vac. It's a 12-amp bagless upright vac designed to tackle pet hair. <laughs> we could use one of those. Yeah, we sure could. Also, we'll throw in a litter robot worth about uh, $300, one of these. You Uh will uh, rarely change the litter. I'll tell you that right now. It saves on litter. It's going to save you money. Yes. And also passes to Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. That's the grand prize right there. Now, you have five runner-up prizes. What do you got there? I have uh, the Celestron Outland Waterproof Binoculars. Oh, yeah. You've tried one of those out. You like Uh, them, Yes, they're very good. Um, Also, Bissell has given us the Pet Hair Eraser. It's a little vacuum cleaner for pet hair. Okay. The Disney Pixar Up DVD Leapfrog Reading System and Up Leapfrog Storybook. If you want to enter the contest this year, it's very easy to do. Head on over to AnimalRadio.com and hit the link on the front page for the Animal Radio Summer Giveaway. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Michael Jackson's sudden death last month left fans wondering about where his children would go and what would happen in Neverland, but few asked about the exotic animals once housed at the Central California estate. Actress Tibby Hedren has been an animal activist for years, and she runs Shambhala. It's a wildlife sanctuary up in Acton, California. Well, back in 2006, it became home to Jackson's two of his big cats, both Bengal tigers, one named Sabu, the other Thriller. Hedren spoke recently to the French press agency, urging the King of Pops fans to, quote, take action for the big cats he loved, end quote, by supporting laws to ban breeding of exotic animals for pets. As Shambhala's website points out, neither of Jackson's tigers arrived with a bank account or a dowry. So personally, if you want to help Michael, if you're a fan, support his animals. Hey, a big rig carrying a load of hogs to slaughter in Arkansas, which may or may not mean bacon, it overturned, freeing many of the porcine passengers. One of the 800-pound hogs successfully dodged the bounty hunters was found in a swimming pool by a homeowner. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Lee Ann Baldy told the Associated Press that when she called the sausage company to tum- come and get its, quote, missing link, uh-huh, I crack me up. She was told the hog wasn't fit for human consumption. Apparently, while the hog was out, his whereabouts couldn't be accounted for for a week. He could have been boozing it up with hookers and fire trucks. You don't know. So the company says you can't take that. So he could not be consumed. That's, you know, score one for the hog. Yes. Very Baldy good. found a nice farmer willing to adopt the wayward pig. And that's your good bacon news for today. <laughs> I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? 
Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Your call is confidential, and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, this is Dean Coons on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. We are celebrating our connection with our pet as we do every weekend with our team of experts, Dr. Debbie, answering your medical questions, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner, Bobby Hill with your news. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Where are you? I am in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, Terry. I'm from Indiana myself, so yeah, shout out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a 10-year-old Peekapoo Maltese mix who is constantly licking the tops of his paws, not the pads, but the tops. Okay. So I recently had a blood blood drawn, and they sent it out to be analyzed, and um, they determined that he was allergic to wool and cotton. I was kind of disappointed because they didn't do any food allergies because I know he can't tolerate chicken or lamb. And he's eating duck right now. But um, I don't know. I've got a wool carpet. I've got um, cotton things. He lays on the end of the bed, which is a cotton duvet cover, which I bought a polyester sheet of uh, fabric to cover the side he sleeps on. And so I just don't know what else to do. I've started allergy shots, but okay. I understand it's like six, it could be six months before we're up to the full strength. Yeah, yeah. Shot. And definitely with allergy testing, um, when they draw, you did by the blood method, not by the skin yeah. testing, right? Okay. So what basically they're testing for um, is the your pet's responsiveness to anything environmentally, uh, plants, trees, epidermals, like, um, uh, you know, uh, human dander, cat dander, things like that. Now, if, um, if they did test positive um, on some of those things, we can try avoidance as much as possible within your household limits. Now, um, one possibility is tear up all your wool carpet. Uh, I don't know how amenable you'd be up to that. <laughs> I, um, I don't think I can afford that right now but but you know if it's something you can eliminate from your home you know if it's something as small as say a a throw rug or an area rug versus Mm -hmm. you know a full house of carpet you know that's definitely one thing you can do if not then i would definitely go to the hyposensitization therapy that you're starting and that's giving the um, injections of basically those antigens that your pet's sensitive to on a, such a low level, and then mm-hmm. eventually that kind of brings up a tolerance to those things. So if it's something you can't change in the immediate environment, I think you're heading down the right path there. Now, one other thing that can be a role for some dogs, and I would imagine they may have tested for that, is uh, dust mites. He's um, not allergic to the dust mites or grasses. He it was just cotton, wool, and jute that he's highly sensitive to. And, All those things in rugs. <laughs> and I'm thinking jute is uh, in a lot of the backings of wall-to-wall carpets. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, short of putting booties on him or tearing uh-huh. out that carpet, um, you know, the uh-huh. hyposensitization is definitely going to be the way to go. Um, you know, to, how else to manage him? Um, you've probably already been through some gamuts of things like antihistamines to help minimize some of his discomfort and the mm, itch. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would certainly be reasonable. Um, you know, for I know pets that have like grass allergies, I'll often tell people to wash their feet after they expose those areas. But for mm-hmm. indoors, gosh, you know, it's going to be really hard for you to try to well, do something you know, like the tape, that. The tape that sticks to itself. Um, uh-huh. If I if I tape his paws with that, would I know he doesn't like it and it's probably not comfortable to walk. But if I loosely tape his paws with that, would until. His sensitivity is brought up to the allergy shots. Would that help? No, I really wouldn't do that because then you're just opening up a whole other area of discomfort or problems with that. And because some of this is a contact-based allergy problem, but other parts of it may not be directly associated with his feet. So Mm -hmm. meaning that, you know, if he's laying on a carpet that he has a sensitivity to, you know, he may pick up those allergens at another point in time when he's grooming himself Mm -hmm. um, or around through casual contact in the house. So it isn't necessarily just his feet we really have to worry about. So, you know, um, you know, some of these things, you know, I think as much as you can eliminate from the home, I would do so, Um, you know, and beyond that, um, there, there really won't be any super solutions that I can give you for that, um, okay. other than trying to make him as comfortable as possible with uh, okay. you know, some so medication. Okay, so I'm on the right track. It's just going to take a little time to get filled up. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell people that started um, hyposensitization shots for their dogs to hang in there because six months, even up to a year, um, you know, before we really go, whew, you know, is this helping or is it not? So hang in there. You'll You'll get there. <laughs> Okay. Well, I appreciate your help and your time. My pleasure. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. It's back. Animal Radio's summer giveaway for 2009. You can get all the details at AnimalRadio.com, as well as sign up as many times as you want before September 30th, of course. AnimalRadio.com is the website. This year's grand prize package includes from Celestron, and by the way, they're the world's leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality optical products. They have hooked us up with a Regal 65F ED spotting scope. This is a $500 spotting scope. If you love nature, looking at the birds, this is the the top of the line. Wow. And you can attach it to your camera, too, so you can take pictures of the birds. Also from Bissell, a Liftoff Revolution pet vac, and from the, uh, oh, where's my other piece of paper there? Also from the fine folks at the Litter Robot, we'll hook you up with the Litter Robot. That's one of those patented and litter sifting systems we've been talking about. Uh, and from Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, you'll get passes to check out the Walt Disney World Resort Animal Kingdom Park, one of the four theme parks across the country. Then there's going to be five runner-ups. They can win the Celestron Outland Waterproof Binoculars. Yes, they're very good. Great binoculars. I saw you using that for 4th of July. Yeah, it worked great for the fireworks for me. I was a little far away. Mm -hmm. Um, Also is the Bissell Pet Hair Eraser, which is a handheld vacuum cleaner, which is a must-have when you have those furry friends at home. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, Disney Pixar Up DVD Leapfrog Reading System and Up Leapfrog Storybook. And that includes the DVD to the Up movie. Cool. All very cool stuff. If you want to sign up for that, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. If you're not internet savvy, do not fear. Within moments, we'll give you a chance. You'll call in and we'll get you qualified for the Animal Radio Summer Giveaway. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more.
Heat stroke in dogs. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Yes, even into the fall, thousands of dogs find their way into the family veterinary office or even the emergency room after spending just a few hours in the hot sun. As most people know, dogs don't sweat like we do. They most often cool themselves by panting. Anything that inhibits that natural cooling system can lead to heat stroke. Normally, a dog's temperature ranges from 100 to about 102.5. In cases of heat stroke, temperatures over 106 degrees are considered to be an emergency, and temperatures over 110 degrees can be fatal in less than 15 minutes. Here are the symptoms you need to watch for. Vigorous panting. The inability to stand or weakness while standing. Thick, ropey saliva, literally foaming at the mouth. And bright red mucous membranes, although some dogs may show pale or even muddy gums. Use cool, not cold, tap water on the extremities. This will help effectively lower the body temperature. Do not use ice or extremely cold water. Load your pet carefully into the car quickly and get to the veterinary office. Do not use ice or extremely cold water. Now, this may seem logical, but extreme cold will cause the surface blood vessels to contract, forming an insulating area that traps heat in the body and literally stops the cooling of these vital internal organs. Without these life-saving steps, many dogs could lose their lives to a simple hot day. For the Veterinary News Network at MyVNN.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We have perhaps the most experienced team in the industry. We've negotiated and settled over $150 million of debt for people just like you. If you have over $12,000 of credit card debt, call right now for a free consultation. Debt Settlement USA built its reputation on one simple fact. We help our clients cut their debt. Find out how we can help you reduce your balances and your monthly payments. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. Call 1-888-551-7788. Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in class Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created classic cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your classic cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. 
Vinny Penn back at you on Animal Radio. Party Animal segment coming your way. This one passed on uh, to me from Humble Hal Abrams, uh, your man with the plan at Animal Radio. Uh, he seems to have a problem with guys who go on and on when it comes to neutering their dogs. And I'll tell you, it's really no different. I know exactly what he's talking about. It's really no different than those guys who have a little boy they have a son, and, and they're talking about uh, circumcision or just anything in general. Men just are, are very, very territorial when it comes to their offspring or their pets' privates. They feel it, it gives them pause, and uh, uh, that's P-A-U-S-E rather than P-A-W-S, which you probably hear a lot here on Animal Radio, to, do, to become stand-up comedians. My dog, he's not the same anymore. His bark's going to go from roof to roof. And they, they think all of a sudden they're, they're destined for Carolines down in New York City uh, or that the dog is not going to be the same. Yeah, within the first couple of days, he's not going to be the same. And, yeah, he may have a look in his eyes like, dude, thanks a lot. Uh, but basically, uh, everything your vet says about the neutering situation is true. One, we do need a bit of population control when it comes to uh, pets. There is an overabundance of dogs and cats. The outcome is it, not something any pet lover, any animal lover wants to see. So it is a wise thing to do. And it does. Uh, there's nothing worse than that overheated animal who is calling your Barca lounger his girlfriend. So all of these things... Uh, all of the benefits of neutering are intact. But the guy who's a, you've got to bring him to his wife. You must drop him off. I can't do it. Why? Is there a horse race that day? Uh, is there a Sopranos marathon on A&E? Give the real answer. Don't say it has anything to do with your heart is breaking. How can a man do this to his dog? And all of these routines. Guarantee it's like your father coming over to your house after you've had a vasectomy. And he's like, what did you do? You're just laying there looking at it. The same way your dog's going to be looking at you like, could you just kind of get out of here? I'm stitched up, a little bit tender. And your little comedy routine here is really kind of annoying me. Uh, you're really a pain in the ass right now. And uh, that's not an area I need a pain in because I've got one kind of not far from there. I know I had one of my dogs uh, neutered at one point. It was the best thing we did because uh, he was really uncomfortable. He was unsightly, to say the least. And I did. I've got to be honest with you. I'm going to be as candid as I can be when it comes to these party animal segments. I did the little routine when I dropped him off. Uh, he, he was scheduled for a few hours later. And I said, let my man have some fun in the other room with some of the girl dogs before you go in there. And, of course, they're like, you want him to knock up three or four of our female pets right now before he has the incision that's really not protocol. And you're just standing there thinking, I was just doing some stand-up. I don't know why. There's a gravitational pull of some sort for me to do a bad routine out here in the lobby. But nonetheless, it, it, there is something like that that goes on. Spaying, neutering, we all know how important it is. But even more important, ixnay the stand-up comedy, boys. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Say and neuter your pets. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Bart Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man.
Dog, the studio stunt wonder dog asleep. We're going to let sleeping dogs lie. She she looks adorable, and she's tired after all of her agility training. Yeah, she's, she, a, she's in training. She's learning. We're having a lot of fun with it. You're getting lots of good pictures of it. Yeah. You're having a lot of fun with that whole agility thing, and I'm really surprised how she's taken off because, frankly, she's kind of a small, unagility-like type of dog. She only weighs five pounds. <laughs> Speaking of uh, best-selling books and agility dogs, and we were, Dog in Pursuit. Check it out. It's uh, a best-selling book on Amazon right now. I believe the New York Times list. Robert Rody. Hi, Robert. Is it Rody? Rody, yes. I wanted to make sure that I didn't slaughter your last name there. I love the book. Awesome book. Thank you. Dogged Pursuit, my year of competing Dusty, the world least likely agility dog. Now, why did you think Dusty was the least likely agility dog? Well, my idea at the start of the year was to get a Sheltie and and see how far I could go in a year in agility. So I went to Sheltie Rescue because Shelties, Shelties sort of rule the breed, Shelties and the sport, Shelties and Border Collies. So uh, I went to Sheltie Rescue and found a bunch of uh, go-getter Shelties, and I found this one little misanthropic uh, sociopathic fear biter <laughs> who had been lingering on their adoption list forever. And uh, my heart got the better of my head. And I took him instead and, and tried to go ahead with my original plan, which uh, it was not a triumph, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Had you done agility before this? Yeah, I had done it with a, another Sheltie who I had to retire because of hip dysplasia, and she was a natural. Um, so it was, it, was, it was like starting over. It was like going a, from a Ferrari to a tricycle. <laughs> nice. Now, Dusty wasn't your usual-looking Sheltie, was he? No, he's a strange-looking guy. He's a, in the book, I say he's, he, he looks like Wiley a Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, he kind of looks like that. I'm looking at the picture of the book, Robert, and the front picture kind of looks like that. He could be, all you need is that little caption of, you know, Acme. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's mid-flight on the picture of the front. of the Great picture, by the way. And he's cute. I've got Ladybug here. She's about five pounds, and surprisingly, she's doing very well at agility. She can jump about three to four feet. She's got the hoop and the jump. I, I, I don't even know how to do the weave poles. I've been trying, and I just can't get her to do those. That's, that's, that's just embarrassing to watch Judy try. Yeah, yeah. that's where we've kind of stopped. The weave poles are very tough, because everything else in agility, every other obstacle is something that a dog does naturally. They all jump, they all go through things, they all climb uh -huh. over things. Weaving is something they have to learn from scratch. And I've, been, I've trained a couple of dogs in different methods, and uh, it's, it's always tough. You have uh, three dogs, right? I have three dogs now, yes. Are the other ones uh, as... Ag agile. 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 I was looking for the word. Thanks, Bobby. She's always there to save You're me. Welcome. Carmen Carmen was very agile before we, we retired her. Then there's Harley, the collie that I got at the very at the very end of Dogger Pursuit. Uh, who, you know, it's funny there are certain breeds take to agility and certain breeds don't. And even though a lot of people call Shelties miniature collies, the fact is collies don't really do very well at agility. Really? They look like... They're too big. Yeah. Big, there are some big dogs that do real well. German Shepherds do well. Uh -huh. um, I, I tried training Harley, uh, and it didn't really work. He just didn't get it. You know, I, I'd try and do a jump with him, and he'd walk right through it and knock it off the bar. And <laughs> look at me like, what did he I do? He'd look at you, Robert, and yeah, kind of go like, what? you seriously you expecting me to me? do that? 
<laughs> so I am going another route with Harley, and I hope to write a, a book about that soon. Oh. It's a different destiny. Oh, good. You know what? I, I've kind of reached a, a plateau. I'm about as far as I can go with Ladybug. What are your suggestions on, are there groups out there, or pla- places I can go? Just, you know, not pros. I mean, I'm just an amateur. Someplace I can learn a little bit more and go a little bit farther with her. Now, what about the listener last week who suggested you just set the ring on fire? I thought that was a good idea. Hey. Hey. Bad Very idea. Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, no. Yeah. I started training with a, a group of people, um, some of whom were, you know, were at different levels than others. But I, I found that attending a weekly class was very helpful because you also got the benefit of seeing what mistakes other people made and seeing what they did right. And especially if you have a good coach, we had a wonderful coach in D. Corboy Lulick. Um, so I, I would actually look around and ask around to see if there are, are training classes that you can join. And then the benefit of that is when you do go to trials, then you you have people that you, that you can uh, hang out with there because it's a long day when you're at a trial. <laughs> so they won't laugh oh, at no me kidding. when when Ladybug runs the wrong way on the course or oh, goes no, under the, under the bar all. instead of over. All. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. It's Dogged Pursuit, my year of competing. Dusty, the world's least likely agility dog. Now, if you head to your bookstore and they say we don't have it, that's because they've sold out. It's a bestseller. I have 10 copies for you right now at one 405 8405 It's on Penguin's Hudson Street Press label. If they don't have it at the store, ask them to order it, or you can head on over to Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or Borders.com. It's a hilarious book. I really loved it. Even if you're not into agility, you will enjoy this book. Do you think I could read it now? Do you think maybe, are you done with it? I'm done with it. I'll, I'll yes, I'll, I'll hand it over. I'm sure you want your own you can, copy, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can also follow Dusty online. Oh, on really? Twitter. What's the web- website? Twitter. Yeah. you got a Twitter thing going on? He has a Twitter, yes. We, uh, it's in, it's from Dusty's point of view. It's not actually in his voice, although there are a lot of people who do that, uh-huh. uh, which we decided to do because I'm, I'm Italian. There's not a lot I can say in 140 characters. I need at least three times that. I totally get you, Robert. Dusty. I'm Italian, too. Now, And come on, we cannot talk without using our hands. I've, I've been using it for the last ten minutes, yeah. There you go. See, I have to hold the phone with one, but the other's been very busy. <laughs> but, uh, so we do the Twitter page from Dusty's point of view. He now has about 2,500 followers, and uh, which I think make, ranks him fifth among dogs on Twitter. Um, I've had my partner Jeffrey doing this. I, I give him some material now and then, but he's, he's sort, of, it's sort of become its own thing. I, I like to say that the Twitter page was meant to support the book, but sometimes it feels now like it's the, just the reverse. Uh, I, <laughs> I like that. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start following you guys, so when you see Bobby Hill following you on Twitter, do not be surprised. We, she's guys, stalking a lot of people now, okay? She talks. <laughs> but she's doing it officially for Animal Radio. Yes. That's right. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, there's Boy, everybody's doing that. I'm starting to think that, you know, I was really off on the whole internet thing. I thought that thing wasn't going to catch on. Uh-huh. Maybe I should start tweeting. Yeah, tweeting, yeah. Here's what goes on in hell's mind. Get off my lawn, you little kids. <laughs> Robert, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's been, it's been fun. This is Animal Radio Network. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Wow. 
I'm already tired. <laughs> You're pretty retired. Tired. We're tired. That's what I need. Tired. One eight six. Get in shape, Hal. Come I on. Know. You know what? I'm the most out of shape here. And it's just going up the stairs here at the studios. I get winded. And it seems like when I was younger, I could do all these things. But uh, as soon as you hit that, what, 40 or so? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's when it's all downhill. I'm going to fight it the whole way. I don't care. one 405 That's the very number that Trent called. Hi, Trent. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from? From Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, Georgia. What is on your mind, Trent? Well, I had a question regarding my two-year-old male Sharpe. Um, after we had gotten him neutered, it seems like he is very anxious um, around even, not us, but when he's eating, he his tail is down and he's cautious when he approaches the bowl, takes a bite, backs up, looks around, looks up at the ceiling. We have skylight. And he just seems to be more anxious, and especially when new people come into the house, he really gets anxious, and he kind of pee-pees on the floor, and if he gets real scared, well, I'm kind of go poo-poo on the floor. So, Just when people are coming in the house, he's doing this? Oh, yeah. When new people wear my... I have another Sharpay, a female, and she is um, three and a half years old, and she just loves people. It doesn't matter who's there, but she just wants to go greet them and jump on them and, you know, be very friendly, where he barks and gets kind of scared and backs up and mm-hmm. just is real anxious and I don't it just seems to happen when new people come in and it seems to happen when he got neutered. Okay. Now I'm assuming that your veterinarian that the one that neutered him didn't do anything to alter his personality. And a behavior change like that, very commonly we can see when a dog comes of age and comes into their maturity and, and especially a, maybe a, a male dog that we might be worried about some uh, fear of related problems. And, you know, Sharpays can kind of behave a little differently when it comes to fear and their anxieties. And sometimes it is pretty much a stop loss. You know, it is, you know, urinating, defecating, you know, in a lot of a gamut of uh, fearful behaviors so i don't know if i could necessarily blame you know the the neutering procedure that i think might just be more of a coincidence than anything but um, we may have some things we really need to work on uh, as far as socialization and and, you know i I know vladi would probably have some things we can add in on uh, that aspect exactly and what i would would suggest you you need it's called imitative method you already said to me that to us that uh, you have one of your sharpie just loves the people have a probably lab retriever attitude so use it all what you need to do just get one big crate and temporarily put both sharpies in that crate and allow the people to come in and when they come in when they approach the crate give them like a cellophane cellophane bag which make the noise and with some amazing treats uh, maybe even use a hot dog fried on the butter with the garlic it's irresistible smell and taste or polish kalbasa will work still what, what what the hell you're smiling wow, it sounds like the Paula Dean show on the Food Network this is the really truth this is the Pavlov conditioning listen Russian academic Pavlov made the dog salvate when somebody knocked the door and it's so easy to recondition that Sharpay so you can do two things at the same time use another Sharpay who loves the people and use a conditional uh, response which is the food or somebody knocked the door if one of Sharpay is barking clap your hands make the noise startle it ah! the dog stops 
put both of them in the crates, and if it's difficult to catch them, use maybe a piece of the rope attached to that Sharpie, and put them in the crate, and let the people come in, and when the people come in and approach into the crate, and it's important to approach sidewise. Uh, give him that uh, cookie back, and the person make the noise and feed both Sharpays. You know, Sharpay looks at the good one and say, "Hey, nothing to be worried about. It's hard to be scared if I experience it with several times and nothing." Happens you see, I, I notice a lot of animals feed off of each other. If one's calm, the other will be exactly. calm. So that's what you're saying there. Exactly, and plus, kalbasa will work too. Oh, Trust me. <laughs> you know, you know, if that kalbasa comes from the strangers and never comes from you, it's gonna work. Yeah. Okay. Trent, we thank you for your call. Oh, thank you. One eight six four zero five eight four zero five. We thank you very much for being a listener. It's it's because of people like you that I think we can say we're gonna pay rent this month. <laughs> Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405. Oh, what did he said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today, Sing. Animal Radio, yeah. everywhere you go, uh, Animal Radio, Animal Radio. Snap something. Oh my gosh. Too active there. Hey, you were really dosy doing around over there. Yeah, I had that. Did you see when I was doing that little flip thing with the legs up in the air? That's when I think I just. just yeah, that was attractive, Hal. Something yeah. there. Yeah. Call the vet! <laughs> Dr. Debbie! One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to talk to Doctor Debbie or Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn, animal communicator Joy Turner, travel talk Susan Sims. Bobby's working on news right now. What are you working on over there? You know how much we all love bacon, and I have a story of well. The bacon that got away. Uh-oh. <laughs> Details coming up in the news. Last week, you reported a 36 share of pet guardians love to have their pets in bed with them. And uh, the phones it have been... It is true. Mostly, yeah, mostly if they're kitties, they are allowed to actually sleep in the bed. The Remember, dogs are more home. slobbery. They're not as cuddly in bed, you know? I'm, I would guess that it would have to depend on the breed. Yeah. Or the size, you know, and seriously, you're looking at dimension. Because, like, Ladybug, you can't sleep with her because you'll roll over on her. Judy was right. Right. I'm afraid I'd but hurt like, her and crush her. Right. I had a Malmute. There's no way you can put a 150-pound dog in that little... <laughs> that You don't have the bed, then. It's the dog's bed. Yes. We want to know if your uh, pets sleep with you and how that works for you. one 405 8405 Go to the phones in just a second. As soon as you said Ladybug's name there, Ladybug <laughs> just popped her head up. She was asleep She's there. Cute baby. She was buried under the blanket. Here, give her, her, her squeaky out. toy. There you go. Occupier. Let us know how your pet's doing this weekend. one 405 8405 just a second ago, we were talking about the dreaded anal gland. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you, you actually have to express them there at your uh, your office there. And as you mentioned... Oh, it's a, it's a pleasant experience for all. <laughs> now, do you, uh, do you get the interns to do that? I, I find you know, it's a great yeah. way to break in the interns. It sure is. It, it, it's actually something, you know, veterinary staff all across the boards, we're, we're all well-skilled in that. But, uh, yeah, it's sometimes fun to give this especially prolific glands to someone who is uh, learning. <laughs> you know, I worked at the vet one time, and I was doing the kennels, cleaning the cages, feeding and walking the dogs, and that was part of my job, too. So Not I had pleasant. to do both dogs and cats. Well, you said you put on a rubber glove, and then you snapped it. I noticed <laughs> that when you do that. What's the snapping about? <laughs> that just puts fear in the heart of men. You know, it's oh, just it really part does. of the... <laughs> the symbolism, that's all. 
Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Not too bad today. Very good. I have... Hope we didn't scare you yeah. off there. <laughs> With the anal gland talk. I have Dr. Debbie right here, and she's going to help you, hopefully. Okay. Uh, I have a lab mix. I'm a truck driver. And we adopted a lab female. When the two get together, mine, uh, her personal attitude changes. Okay. Uh, my question is, uh, is this going to be a problem when uh, we do get together? Or okay, so now, are, are both the dogs in the same household at this time? Uh, not right now, no, but uh, yes, they would be. So in what scenarios are they getting together right now? Are they, like, at a visitation or? Whatever I get home. It be approximately every three to four weeks. Okay, or... so you, I'm assuming you have one dog with you and then one stays at home? Right, right. The adopted one stays at home. So then when you're, you return home with your dog, um, what, how is she different now with the new dog? What, what kind of behaviors does she do? Her personality changes from what she is in the truck and when she gets home with that dog. She is more okay. quiet and subdued when she's around the other dog, but there there's, doesn't seem to be any you know, conflict between them, uh, snapping or growling. Okay, do uh, they we, play together or do they interact together? No, not as of yet. They've only been together like twice in the last uh, three or four weeks okay. or right. a couple days each. Okay, so we're kind of new in their kind of relationship, if we will. And, you know, you, you mentioned something as far as, and, and on previous shows I'm, you may have heard me say that sometimes the female-female dog combination can be somewhat problematic in that um, sometimes two female dogs can uh, really kind of get bitchy <laughs> and not get along together, and they can have little struggles in their dominant situation. For your situation, I think it's good to be, you know, kind of watchful. Um, but as far as there is always a dynamic, and just because your other dog has been around for a while, they're going to have to kind of work this out in their doggy hierarchy. So if with time we look and we see that, you know, they can get along fine um, and your established dog is more subdued, submissive, and the newly adopted dog kind of takes that dominant role, that is not a problem as long as they are okay with that. And as long as they've got that kind of hierarchy figured out, then that's really the trick. And some of the signs we watch for as dogs kind of work these personalities together we watch to see who has kind of the dominant behaviors. So there are some things that you might watch for when they're together to see how this is kind of, how you can read this. One is that some dogs will do kind of a body block. So um, what they'll do is the dominant dog will kind of turn their body sideways, blocking a resource, say whether it's food or a family member or, you know, a, a dog bed, whatever. So they'll sometimes shift their body position so they're a long ways and they kind of block that and it's really a kind of physical way of saying this is mine and you're not going to have access to that so the dog that's doing that is asserting their dominance now if the other dog is cool with it and kind of walks away says hey that's no problem i'll come back later and have a snack you know that's good that means they're working it out and there's not going to be a struggle with that the other things we watch we watch for um, is mounting behavior and in female dogs they will mount each other out of just a way of displaying their dominance. So if the newly adopted dog is the one that does the mounting, then, and if the older dog is saying, okay, that's fine, just, you know, mount me for, you know, 10 seconds, that's fine, and then they walk away. 
whoever is doing the mounting is showing their dominance. And if that little demonstration is fine and there's no kind of fireworks over it, then that's one way that they're kind of saying, hey, this is how it's going to be and I'm going to be the head dog. Once you start noticing these signs, you need to support that hierarchy. So as hard as it may be, if you've had the other dog longer, you, you have to support that decision in their hierarchy. So um, the, in my house, the way we do that is um, I always give food to my dominant dog first. I always greet her first when I come home. Um, and that is how you can support that and help make it a happy household. And, to, um, you know, sometimes it's, I think, hard for many of us to see a newcomer come in and then take control. But, you know, it, it's really how it works in their doggy um, scenario. So see if that can kind of monitor the situation there. And, and if you have you seen any of those kind of behaviors as of yet? Yes, both of them. And it's on the, the new dog that's showing it. Now, okay, so she's dog. showing her dominance then. Right. She okay. has uh, pushed her way between my dog and me and pushed the other one kind of, you know, out of the way. Yeah, it becomes a challenge a little bit also. Uh, I was going to jump in for a second. If the new dog is doing these things, sometimes a really well-behaved dog will sit there and not react normally. So you do kind of have to watch your other dog's behavior. If she starts to look unsettled with that, um, you know, sometimes it takes a well-behaved dog to kind of respond in, in a normal way because, you know, they might be afraid of getting in trouble or, you know, acting to please you. So you do have to watch both dogs' reactions during these interactions. When this has happened where the other dog's wanting attention, the other one's watching, but I try not to pay too much attention to the new dog. Yeah, and you know, Bob, you're, you're still kind of early on in the scenario, so uh, you might have to read the situation a little bit um, to see how this is going to go. But if it does turn out that she's going to be the dominant dog, then um, it really is not fair in um, dog world to give equal greeting and equal attention to them. It makes it so much easier if you do acknowledge that dominant dog. Kind of keep things happy in the Brady Bunch, you know, that kind of situation. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Ever dream of a home free from pet? stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Is your dog a lucky dog? My dog is. She eats lucky dog cuisine. Home-cooked meals that come straight to my door. Give your dog the same natural ingredients you would if you had the time to cook for them every day. Feed your dog what Animal Radio feeds their lucky dog. Lucky dog cuisine. Great ingredients, no preservatives, straight from lucky dog's kitchen to your freezer. Visit luckydogcuisine.com for tail-wagging home-cooked meals made with love. Luckydogcuisine.com. That's luckydogcuisine.com. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, think of your dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. 
Does your pet become anxious when you leave the house? Do certain sounds like thunder or sirens cause your pet to feel uneasy? If your pet barks excessively or is an out-of-control chewer, you'll find the solution in Classic Cuts by Music My Pet. The principal performer for Disney's Baby Einstein has created Classic Cuts with special sounds to help calm, soothe, and relax your pet. A calm pet is a happy pet. To order your Classic Cuts, visit www.musicmypet.com or call 1-877-PET-CALM. This is Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. The whole gang's here. I got to say, Bobby, interesting top you're wearing today. It's a fish bra. It looks like it's uh Are those live fish? I like fish to in promote here? they were when I got here. Yeah. Oh. Are they floating upside down again? They're not upside down. It's the fish, not my boobs. Can we post a picture of that on the uh, internet? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, please do. And then you can talk to my Italian brothers about why you did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to do that again. Last time I, Yeah. I I thought it was a deviated testament, but they actually broke my nose last time. Lenny and Vito don't have quite the same sense of humor about their sisters yeah. as everybody else. It's hard to believe you're from the same family. That's what's hard to believe. I know. Yeah. I know. I need to do a DNA yeah. test. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next week, speaking of DNA tests, Jay Thomas, he's my illegitimate father. He's uh, he's going to be our special guest on Animal Radio. Jay is so funny. I don't know what he's doing these days. Yeah, I know he, what has, is he, up to? he has a show a few channels down, I think, on Stars. Uh, but and I don't think he's on the air now, so don't change the channel right now, okay? But uh, we'll, we'll find out what he's doing. Of course, he's uh, he was in Cheers and Murphy Brown and uh, Family oh, Ties. And he hosted uh, I Want to Marry a Millionaire, one of those yeah, reality, reality shows. shows. Yes, yeah, so a very very Where funny. The dude guy. was a loser from San Diego and wasn't really a millionaire when That's it came right down <laughs> to it, and the girl turned out to be a skanky slut. I love that show. I don't know why it didn't take off. I can't I understand know. it. Well, figure they replaced it with Kath and Kim, didn't they? <laughs> I noticed you, Bobby, in your electronic world over there. I wish people could see this right now. She's got her her laptop, her little phone, texting. She's texting. She's twittering. He makes fun of me. Doing all of this. He calls me a techno geek. All these gadgets. And I'm not because I really don't. But no, I was was checking out because I'm working on a new story about Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever and how we have to be careful in the summer with our pets Uh with fleas and ticks. I found this way cool website. Yes. And it's Pets and Parasites. Petsandparasites.org. Okay, What's, yeah, what is it? It's the Companion Animal Parasite Council, and, and this is my first time finding out about them, but they, they work with animals and humans and preserving the human amino bond through recommendations for the diagnosis, treatment, prevention, and control of parasitic infections. Basically, an information site for you right there on your everything from kittens and dogs and when to uh, deworm kittens and what to watch for for your dogs and cats as we get into summer and we want to watch out for Lyme disease. So check it out, petsandparasites.org. And we'll go ahead and link to that at animalradio.com. Of course, petsandparasites.org.org. Uh, don't go to .net, petsandparasites.net. That's a completely different website. It's not really family-friendly. Yes, I was going to say probably not appropriate for the children. Oh, hi, who's this? This is Bob. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Just fine, thank you. Hi, Bob. Hey, my man. How are you? Good, 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 good. So, uh, thank you for calling us. Uh, you enjoying the show? Absolutely. I, I listen to it all the time. Never miss your show. I love it. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. That's what I would like to hear, especially my boss, Hale, needs to hear that. It's, <laughs> so he would tell me, goodbye. <laughs> uh, I have a, a French bulldog. His name's Churchill. He's over a year and a half uh, oh, old. Boy, French. And okay. He, uh, he's always had a problem with barking out the, at the window, out the window at people walking by or just in general, coming to the house especially, jumping on them, barking. And trying to even nip at their at their hands and whatnot. Okay. Uh, but I, the interesting story I have is it happened a couple of weeks ago. The it was a really bad situation. Uh, I had just gotten home from being on the road and I was tired and dirty and and I went upstairs to take a shower. In the meantime, one of my good friends came over. Uh, mm-hmm. I rang the bell, and I didn't answer because I was in the shower, so he just let himself in. Well, okay. Churchill did his uh, normal routine, barking, jumping, barking, but he did one step further. He bit him uh, quite severely. And where he bit him and how bad it was? I'm not sure if I can really say this on national radio. Um, he bit Bob, him, uh, but... y- you are with the Volari. Tell it as it is. Okay. He bit him in the penis. Wow. Wow. And how how badly it was? Well, we had to get him to the hospital emergency room, and he received five stitches. (laughs) Oh, Bob, I I really don't know what to say, and if it's make a joke, I to ask him if he was gay or your dog, of course, or, you know, or, you know, it's it's a really bad situation. It's a really bad situation. Um, Boy, bite the man for the penis. I don't know about you, but my legs, my I, this is instinctual. My legs, I won't, I won't be able to get my knees apart now. I'm just, um, I don't know about you, Dave. Uh, no friends, bulldog. Yes. He's okay with my now, wife would do. And, and, he, and he is still my friend. So, Good. oh, it's okay. I don't know what my wife would do to that dog if that dog bite me to the penis, but. You have to know my wife to understand that, Bob. What I would do in your situation? Yeah, you will. You will. Uh, hell, uh, you can laugh it or not. You will see. You will see her soon. You will understand what I'm talking about. She's the alpha female. Okay. You know? Okay. Somebody bite me, or for that part, you know, you're the dead dog. Um, Bob, uh, I, what I would do for you first? Uh, it's a really serious situation, and uh, I would be focusing first of diminishing your dog's uh, social status. I would. I, what I learned: if you will do two things right. Number one, stop the dog from barking in your house, like Russian AK, AK-47 downtown Beirut. And number two, if I stop your dog from pulling on the leash, I would be able to cut off 50% of your problems. And after that, I will bring the people in your house. But I want to make sure I put your dog or behind the barrier or better off in the crate prior to letting the people come in. So when the people come in, okay, and he barks at them, I would do, um, I would do a couple of things. I maybe, I maybe will use the product it calls uh, tire inflator from C- it's CO2 f- uh, tire inflator. You can get it any uh, bicycle shop. It works like like this. Or you can use uh, air horn to startle him f- f- uh, so he would not bark at the people. Do you know what air horn means, Bob? I sure do. Uh, I use mine all the time, but it, it's attached to my truck, however. Okay. 
So, <laughs> so, so okay. So, so one of those two things will really stop him from barking. And after that, the person can approach and give him give him some treats. For instance, he can give him American cheese, Russian kalbasa. Or, you know, Bob, I have a better idea. I would love you to go to the pet store and get bully stick. I know the great company by name Moo. They're making the best bully sticks on in the market. You know what the bully stick means? No, I don't. It's like, okay, it's a bully. It's a bully penises. Oh. It comes in different sizes. Oh, sorry, but, but but that's truth, you know. So in so what I would like to do, stranger coming in, you put him in the crate. If he barks at him, you startle him. Now he he's all attention on you. The person is the good cop. You're the bad cop. And person approaching, giving him delicious that uh, bully penis. So instead of him biting the human penis, he can have a cow penis. That's the idea. Uh. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, it will. It definitely will work. So again, what I would do, I will startle him. If he barks, I would use a pet con, uh, not pet condenser, like um, uh, c- compressed air device, or I will use air horn. He will really, really stop and look at you and say, "What did I do wrong, Daddy?" From that time, you put him in the crate. You allow the people come in, and the people will give him. Uh, the best delicious things he can get treats uh, um, cheese, kalbasa, bullet steak, whatever it is and you can do it with different people after that instead of crate you can put him in the dog bed and he lay down in the dog bed out of the door and allow the people come in and do the same thing so eventually he will see those people as the good news bringer not the bad news bringer you're the bad cop they're the good cop that's that's the gonna be solution to your situation Bob we're really really enjoying you uh, you are the great man and thank you for stepping in and telling your story it's a bad story but I'm I'm confident you will have a positive result of that story thank you buddy it is a tough story to tell you cannot take the chance because we have just one penis in our life. You know, <laughs> Judy, I still cannot believe that dog did it. What would you do to that dog if he, if he bit your, your husband? Well, that guy had to be either short or something because French bulldogs are real tiny. Boy, that was the best call I ever received on the radio. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinny Penn coming at you, your resident party animal on Animal Radio. Can I ask you a question? Why is it that your goldfish always die when you go on vacation? Now you know you know you know what I'm talking about. You've taken care of them all year. You're six, and you've managed to keep them alive for the past year, and yet you go away for a week and come back a either to the sob story of the year from some relative you never see or friend of your mother's who was given the job of feeding the pet or B to a fish that doesn't look remotely like Pokemon, the fish that you uh, left a week before. As a sidebar, that's something right there. If you are going to care for your friend or family member's child's fish, take a look at them. You know, if you're going to so choose to starve him for a week and just figure on replacing him because you're a cold, callous person like that and mom has overlooked that fact uh, during the hiring process, 
You can still take a look at him so you know what you're you're replacing him with. Nothing worse for a six-year-old to come back to find his his goldfish and you've replaced him with a piranha. So, yes, please, repl- if you're going to murder the goldfish, replace it with a goldfish. Isn't that a crazy concept? But I don't know what it is if the, if the, the every time you hear, oh, the, the fish died, we think Grammy overfed him. Well, I can see that. Grammy overfeeds me every time I stay with her. I didn't know you could really die from that. That's always the excuse that your goldfish was overfed. Now, this comes from a real place. Uh, when I was six, seven years old, I had two goldfish, Cheech and Chong. When I came back, there was just one big fat fish in the gold, uh, in the, in the tank. Not two. One big, fat, clearly different fish, in which my brother, of course, uh, in a continuing effort to torment me, informed me that Cheech had eaten Chong. But I still didn't buy it since it wasn't even the same color. It took years to unravel the mystery. All of us have that long-standing pet incident from our youth that has taken years to uncover what's going on. And that was my, it took years finally for my mother's best friend, Lenny, to say, look, the, the, the fish died. I didn't know what to do. I had missed the day. I just went and bought you a new fish. Wasn't that nice of me? The classic, uh, well, what about me? You know, I felt terrible. Here you were, my best friend's son, and I killed your fish. What about me? And you're sitting there like, I don't know. What about Cheech and Chong? I'm Vinny Penn, party animal, animal radio. This is an animal radio news update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. This summer can be safe and healthy for people with pets who are concerned about Lyme disease. Veterinarians and parasitologists tell pet owners while Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever can indeed be passed from pets to people, getting sick can be prevented. There's some very scary-sounding illnesses. They're easily avoided, though, with good hygiene, as well as year-round deworming for the pets, not the people, along with parasite control. Just check with your local vet. A Wisconsin teenager's summer trip to Europe was, oh, no, South America really was ruined by the family's golden retriever. Sunshine the dog took a couple of bites out of the corners of John Mayer's passport. The customs guys at O'Hare International Airport didn't have a problem with it. They said the chewed document was still readable and it could work, but it didn't fly with the feds in Miami. Officials there wouldn't <laughs> accept Meyer's passport, and he missed his Spanish classes trip to Peru uh-huh. on account of the dog ate his passport. Oh. And I know, you think of all the things to eat. No, dog chose the passport. She's just a one-year golden retriever. She's a real sweetie. Just a baby. There's good... That's it. Good news from biologists from California, Colorado's Division of Wildlife, wrong state. Colorado, the birth of 10 lynx kittens this spring, the first found in the state since 2006. AP says that seven male, three female kittens are in five separate dens. The species was nearly wiped out in the early 1970s due to loss of habitat. Now the Defenders of Wildlife estimates about a 1,000 lynxes live in the lower 48 states. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. I guess that's my turn. Oh. Hit it, pal! <laughs> this has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Do you owe too much money on your credit cards? Do you have over $12,000 in debt and don't know how you'll pay it off? 
I have a proven program that can help solve your debt problems. I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Credit card debt can cause serious financial hardship, especially if you have loss of income, you're going through a divorce, or you have costly medical bills. Before things get worse, call Debt Settlement USA. We'll show you how to get rid of your debt faster than you think, without bankruptcy and without taking out another loan. Just call Debt Settlement USA right now for a free consultation. Your call is confidential and there's no obligation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. If you're having trouble with credit card debt, call right now. Call 1-888-551-7788. That's 888-551-7788. Hi, this is Iron Chef Kat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. This is Animal Radio. Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie is here to answer your vet medical questions, but you've got to be very, very quiet when you ask them. <laughs> Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn, Joy Turner, Susan Sims, Bobby Hill. We make up Animal Radio and the crazy people that... Uh, we, all our friends are animals. We don't have any human friends. If you're like it... <laughs> Yep. Who needs Come human friends? <laughs> All our human friends are other animal lovers. Hi, B. How are you? Fine. Where are you calling from today? I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida. Ooh, that sounds nice. I yes. like that. I wish I was there today. How can we help yeah, you? Yeah, a little, little hot. Is it? What's, it? what's the temperature today? Well, we, we've been running in the 90s. Eesh. No, we are here too, so I like that kind of weather. Yeah. That's ninety five percent humidity there. Yeah, sticky there. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. The we're not sticky, we're dry here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll we're, take my dry we're, heat. We're here, but we don't we get less wrinkles. That's less wrinkles. Say, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh hey. <laughs> When's the next flight? Well, how can we help you, B? Well, I have a little Yorkie girl. Um, she's about four and a half. And just recently, um, actually back in January, she had gotten uh, one, uh, the Bordello shot. I mean, uh, not shot, but the nose drops, you know, that the vets give. And uh-huh. then she developed one of those, like, reverse sneezing type of uh, conditions for about two weeks. And I had called, and he said it would probably go away, and, and it did finally go away. Well, then about a month ago, she started in, and I don't know if that irritated her or not, but she started in with uh, the symptoms of that honking, and every time she'd pant, and it, she had these large honking sounds, and I took her to get groomed, and when I brought her home, she honked for a day and didn't mm-hmm. stop. So I took her to the vet, and evidently she's, <clears throat> he said she probably has the, um, is getting the, um, the trachea, collapsed trachea. Okay. And so he gave me some medication for her. And I've actually taken her back twice. But I have a cough depressant. And mm-hmm. um, I also have some anxiety. It's actually a, it's, um, yeah, what is it? Uh, the cough depressant is hydromet. I have uh, something that's like Valium. Okay. Uh, it's two milligrams of Valium. And I and then I have something else that's called um, Tupatrol. T-O-R-B-U-T-R-O-L. And I can give that in conjunction one at a time, all at a time, just to see how it works on her. And I've also given her Benadryl now and then. Okay. But I've 
given her all of this at all because I just gotten two of them yesterday. And, and how is she uh, responding to this course of therapy? Well, the uh, it seemed like the um, cost suppressant, she responded somewhat to that okay. I didn't give her the Valium was two milligrams. You can give either a half or whole. But I only gave her a quarter yesterday because she was excited from being at the vet. And she can okay. come the rest of the afternoon. So I gave her a quarter of the pill to see how it would work. And I think it, you know, she tolerated it okay. But my concern is I don't want to be over-medicating her. And yet Absolutely. I don't want to, I don't know whether is this something that will make her better or, you know, or what. Okay. My, my next question for you is um, did we have any kind of x-rays done? No. Okay. Um, and I'm going to back up a little bit in reverse mode here because we're talking about a, a condition called collapsing trachea. And in my eyes, in a miniature breed, in a toy breed, it's a very likely cause of a cough, especially that honking kind of goose-sounding cough. Now, we can also see that with dogs that have kennel cough or other types of respiratory problems. But in a toy breed, if we've eliminated all those other factors and possibilities, then I'm going to believe we might have a chronic cough attributed to a collapsing trachea. And what that basically is, is dogs have a trachea, their airway is basically made out of cartilage rings. And on the top of those rings, there's actually a membrane, kind of flexible part. So it's it's not the rigid part that the rest of it is encompassed. So what can happen is that this flexible part can actually get sucked down and stretched into the airway, and that can cause a tickle almost and a cough response for the pet. So some big things that I would say for a pet who we have a suspicion of a collapsing trachea is, number one, I want to diagnose it. I want to find out for sure. Is that what we've got going on? Because we can have heart problems, we can have other lung problems, and we can have other conditions which can also have a cough component, which we might miss if uh, we don't diagnose things accurately. So at a very minimum, I want to get a chest x-ray on your baby. I'd also probably want to get a blood panel just to make sure we don't have any signs of infection or anything else going on. But if we've got a firm diagnosis of a cough, a collapsing trachea, there are some remedies. And it is a chronic condition, so there's not necessarily a cure for the condition. Um, but there are some steps we can take. And if we have, number one, I asked you about her being chubby. If we have an overweight pet with a collapsing trachea, the number one thing you can do is get that pet on a weight program because that can help to eliminate the extra stress on the lungs and eliminate a lot of times the needs for medications. So that is my number one prescription for a pet with a collapsing trachea. But beyond that, um, I look at things like environment. Um, If you're a smoker, this is a great reason to stop smoking because any airway irritant can cause problems for a pet with a collapsing trachea and as well as other lung problems. But that would be a great reason for all the humans in the family to quit smoking. As far as medication in treating a collapsing trachea, there's the cough suppressants, the bronchodilators, and then there's the sedatives or the um, tranquilizers. And I would be a little concerned that I think everything you have in your arsenal right now is a cough suppressant slash sedative, um, that that masks the cough. It doesn't do anything to really change things, um, but when we suppress the cough, we can help the pet kind of recover a bit. And uh, just like that snowball rolling down a hill, the more you cough, the bigger the problem gets. So if we can suppress that cough, it helps to control it. It's not going to cure. So, But I would use those those cough suppressants a little bit carefully because I think you can easily overlap and um, overly sedate your baby there. But some yeah, pets I've been do... Very careful. 
Yeah, and and the, for the pets that need an anti-anxiety. Right. And for pets that do have a, a real excitable uh, component and they're very uh, active and they get going and barking at the slightest thing, that can trigger these coughing bouts. So um, sometimes the sedatives um, can be useful, but a lot of times we try to avoid doing that for the sake of you know just the pet's long-term well-being. Now, the, the, the bad side of the collapsing trach is there are pets that can have a really big problem and can go into a very sudden respiratory distress. So if we can minimize anxiety, keep the weight in control, and suppress that cough, then we might be doing okay. But there are pets that present to emergency hospitals with collapsing trachea that cannot yeah, get that's air. Very hard. Right. He did. He looked at like her gums are pink, her lungs are, you know, as far as looking to it is good, her heart, you know, good. He did listen to that, you know, all of that, so that was all good. And he has said that he's had pets that have come in that he's had to put off, you know, give them oxygen. But right now, she's, you know, looking good, but it worries me because I I feel for her when trying to catch her breath at times. I was going to say, some other things we might throw into the arsenal, and you definitely do this with your veterinarian's direction. Sometimes we'll treat with antibiotics because pets with a collapsing trachea can get more frequent infections. And sometimes I'll put them on some bronchodilators that help to open the lower airways, and that can decrease the resistance in the lungs and kind of help them get air a little bit easier. So some of those things I think we might be able to throw into your arsenal and help your baby, and it's a really common problem. We see it a lot in these little babies with that goose honk cough. So if you have a toy breed that has this kind of cough, then this might be helpful information for you. So thank you so much for your call, and we appreciate that. This is Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard K90 Warmer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Ken Schrader. In race car driving, seconds can win a race. But to win the race against pet overpopulation, you need to understand the importance of spaying or neutering your pets. Every few seconds, hundreds of dogs and cats are put down in our country. Help fix the problem. I urge you to spay or neuter your pets. To find out how, visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911 today. For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for Canine Caviar. Learn more at CanineCaviar.com. Is your credit card debt out of control and you don't know what to do? I'm Ted Brower, founder of Debt Settlement USA. Contrary to what you may hear from other advertisers, there is no secret program that can magically eliminate your debt. But Debt Settlement USA does have an answer. We've settled over $150 million of debt. Call right now for a free consultation. Call Debt Settlement USA at 1-888-551-7788. Call 1-888-551-7788. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. 
stay balanced. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Actually, it's just me. Judy's, Judy's screening the calls. <laughs> she's doing now. Dr. Debbie's on the way. She's, she's getting calls ready for Dr. Debbie. Right now, it is time for animal communicator Joy Turner. And I believe we have, uh, I'm thinking it's Jan. Hi, Jan. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Where are you? We're good. Hi, Jan. <laughs> Hi. Um, actually, I'm a truck driver, and I'm in Arizona right now, but I live in Texas. Okay. You're on with animal communicator Joy Turner, Jan. Hi. Can you tell me who you'd like to talk to today? I'd like to talk to Trixie. And Trixie have... is what? Cat um, what? She is about a three-and-a-half, almost four-year-old black lab. Okay. And I guess you could say that we rescued her from another family who was trying to find a good home for her. Uh, she goes with us in our truck, and we I have two questions. Um, first, I'd like to find out if she's happy and if there's anything that she needs that we haven't provided for her. And the second question is, um, when we're going down the road and and I see cows or horses or even lizards that she she just loves to chase in the desert, uh, in a rest area, um, she will. If I point them out, she will jump and jump down out of her chair and run in the back like she's scared. Okay, she says, well, first of all, she thinks you do an excellent job of taking care of her, and she very much appreciates it. Um, she says she, it's taken a little bit of getting used to, to kind of riding along in the truck all the time. Mm-hmm. And, but she thinks that she's going to really like it. She says the thing that she thinks she would like to have more of is the ability to stop sometimes and go out places and basically, like, go run around. <laughs> so she wants to know if we could do that. Okay. And she says now she's forgotten the other question. Oh, the other, those strange things. She says she has no idea what those things are, but they look not so great to her. <laughs> so you might okay. want to talk to her about what those things are. And whenever we speak, we make pictures in our minds. So if you're talking about a cow and saying it's a cow, um, maybe it's a milk cow or a meat cow or whatever, then we would you would say things like, this cow, and picture the one that you're seeing, um, is used, we grow those to a certain stage, and then that's meat that people eat. So you're explaining to her what those things are and the fact that they're going to stay out there in the field or wherever you happen to see them and not bother her. Does that make sense? Okay. And she okay. thinks it'll just take a little while to get used to that. Okay. Jan, I hope that helps you out today. Thank you so much. JoyTurner.com if you want to learn more about Joy or if you want to set up an appointment. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about Animal Radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please. This is Animal Radio. 
Animal Radio's summer giveaway for 2009. You can get all the details at AnimalRadio.com, as well as sign up as many times as you want before September 30th, of course. AnimalRadio.com is the website. This year's grand prize package includes from Celestron, and by the way, they're the world's leading designer and manufacturer of high-quality optical products. They have hooked us up with a Regal 65F ED spotting scope. This is a $500 spotting scope. If you love nature, looking at the birds, this is the the top of the line. Wow. And you can attach it to your camera, too. So you can take pictures of the birds. Also from Bissell, a liftoff revolution pet vac. Also from the fine folks at the Litter Robot. We'll hook you up with the Litter Robot. That's one of those padded and litter sifting systems we've been talking about. Uh, And from Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, you'll get passes to check out the Walt Disney World Resort Animal Kingdom Park, one of the four theme parks across the country. Then there's going to be five runner-ups. They can win the Celestron Outland Waterproof Binoculars. Yes, they're very great binoculars. I saw you using that for Fourth of July. Yeah, it worked great for the fireworks for me. I was a little far away. Mm -hmm. Um, Also is the Bissell Pet Hair Eraser, which is a handheld vacuum cleaner, which is a must-have when you have those furry friends at home. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least is the Disney Pixar Up DVD Leapfrog Reading System and Up Leapfrog Storybook. And that includes the DVD to the Up movie. Very cool. All very cool stuff. If you want to uh, sign up for that, head on over to AnimalRadio.com. If you're not Internet savvy, do not fear. Within moments, we'll give you a chance. You'll call in and we'll get you qualified for the Animal Radio Summer Giveaway. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A barnyard soap opera is playing out in Bloomington, Indiana. Kathy Crossan wants the owners of an alpaca breeding farm to disclose which one of its male alpacas sired the offspring of her prized female named Peruvian Lily of the Incas. Lily was sent to the farm to be bred to a stud named Snowmass Casanova, but contracts were never worked out, so Lily was sent packing and returned home pregnant. But by whom? It's a twisted tale, and now Crossan just wants to know, who's the alpaca baby daddy? A blood test ruled out Casanova, and without the father's name, she can't register or sell the young alpaca. Where's Maury Povich when you need him? I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Hi, this is Judge Joey Bellani from Groomer Has It. And when I'm not making people sweat judging their grooming competition, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Dogs and chocolate. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. Unfortunately, there are a number of household items which we tend to take for granted that are potentially very dangerous to your dog's health. One of these dangerous household items is simple chocolate. While chocolate has been reported recently to be high in human-friendly antioxidants, it appears to be potentially lethal for our pets and particularly for our dogs. Cats are mostly unaffected since they do not care for the taste of chocolate, but dogs tend to be crazy about it. The root of the problem is that chocolate contains various chemicals, which are called methylxanthine alkaloids. Very small amounts of these chemicals are capable of causing such serious problems as constriction of the arteries and an increased heart rate. Large amounts may even cause more dire symptoms. A pound of milk chocolate could possibly kill a 16-pound dog. If you find that your dog has eaten chocolate, get on the phone with your veterinarian right away. Be sure that your children know how important it is to keep chocolate out of your dog's reach. 
If you are not aware that your dog has consumed chocolate, the consequences could be severe. If consumption is not found within about four to six hours, without the right treatment, cardiac failure, seizures, coma, and death could result. One small piece of chocolate may not cause a problem, so don't panic. But if your dog friend eats a whole box, a trip to the veterinarian is in order. For the Veterinary News Network at myvnn.com, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys on Animal Radio. Hi, this is Michelle Stafford from The Young and Restless on Animal Radio. And remember, spay and neuter your pets. This is Animal Radio. If you're a longtime listener of Animal Radio, you know about our summer giveaways. This year, ooh, very nice. Hooked up with Celestron, Bissell, Walt Disney, Pixar, and uh, Flitter Robots. Oh, great stuff. If you want to get qualified, you can qualify yourself as many times as you want by heading on over to AnimalRadio.com. Or you can call us right now at 1-866-405-8405. I'll get you qualified for the Animal Radio Summer Giveaway for 2009. And since I'm in such a good mood, let's qualify five lucky listeners. Genius! I see, Bobby, you're usually early. Now you're racing to get out the door. Big weekend? What are you doing? Um, I'm going to call my brother back. I get the feeling we'll be barbecuing probably here tomorrow because the, the day game of the Dodgers and the Padres is going to be televised. Which means I'll be sitting in front of the ball game all day, oh, barbecuing. My, my brother's coming up. We're going to barbecue. Fun! It's, uh, they're going to have a birthday party. Yeah. We're going to dress up the dog and we're all gonna, kinds of things. We're going to celebrate Ladybug's first birthday. <laughs> okay, Hal. Her, her two little doggy We've cousins We've got to are get coming. Judy into dog dressing rehab. Yeah, I know. She, she, she has to attend. She got a swimming pool for the She's dog. She's got a little kitty swimming pool. Yeah, swimming oh, she didn't. Yeah. Yes, she did. Hal, get her help. I got alter. <laughs> she got she got little packages of uh, little gift, gift bags. Gift bags to give to the other dogs when they okay, they're parting wait. gifts. Now this is important. Yes. <laughs> Do you have little doggy water wings for her? <laughs> I'm only putting like an inch of water, and I'm watching her. So, <laughs> so I have to alter now, her. You bandana. got a video she got a, this. She got a birthday bandana. YouTube. Her, I'm not recording this. Yeah. Her birthday bandana is a little bit too big, so you I have to should. take it in a little. So she can have her birthday bandana. She's got, I love you guys. You're totally insane. We've got pup, <laughs> we've got pup cakes for all the dogs. Uh, she got cupcakes. Pup cakes. Pup cakes. I'm sorry. Cupcakes for all the dogs. Yes. This is, this is scaring. It me. is scary. It is so very scary. She turns one year old. Take care. Love you lots. Love you. See you. Meet it. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.